You are listening to Bitcoin, Blockchain and the Technologies of Our Future with Naomi Brockwell. BlockFi will be registering its highly controversial lending product with the SEC as part of a $100 million settlement. So they'll be confidentially filing a draft registration statement with the commission for BlockFi Yield, a new crypto offering. Naomi, I know you have a lot to say about this, so I'm going to kick it off to you for first thoughts, and then we'll get right back into the story. Right. So I, I'm i going to defer to Eric Voorhees. He always has such a perfect take on these situations. So he put out a couple of tweets. First one says, it's disgraceful that regulators are stealing $100 million from BlockFi. They did nothing wrong. They harmed nobody. They built a great company that provides a service customers love. Yes. <laughs> and yet the SEC is considering it its purview to come in and shut that down, not because they tried to scam anyone, but because they were successful and people liked their product and it was outside of SEC control. So the next tweet says the absurdity of penalizing an innovative company that offers 8% yield on the dollar while inflation ravages people's savings. Welcome to the USSA. I mean, he just hit the nail on the head there. We have these crypto options, which finally give people a chance to safeguard the value of their money while the government is just devaluing it at a astronomical rate where we have 7.5% inflation by official numbers right now. And suddenly we have access to these crypto tools that actually enable people to safeguard their wealth. Not everyone has access to all the same investment tools that these accredited investors do, but crypto, there are no barriers to entry. So these amazing products out there. And then the government comes in and is like, ah, nah, let's, uh, let's not let people have access to those things. So, I mean, the, the government's literally taking away people's ability to safeguard their wealth. And, uh, and take advantage of programs like this. The other thing that I want to mention uh, is in Gary Gensler, Gary Gensler, his uh, <laughs> statement about this, where he says, today's settlement makes it clear that crypto markets must comply with time-tested securities laws. It's like, that's not what it says, Gary. <laughs> what, what this is making clear is that the, the, you know, the time-tested thuggish maneuvers of government work yet again, where they can just steal money from a company that is successful and providing a valuable product. And uh, there's no recourse for that company. And you're going to, you know, force their hand, even though consumers don't want this, but you're dictating the terms of all of this. So just this just infuriates me. I'm so disappointed uh, that BlockFi is being targeted in this way. I'm disappointed that Coinbase had their earn program shut down. I'm mm -hmm. disappointed that, you know, Celsius is being targeted by the SEC. This should not be the case that we have valuable products out there that the government is, is targeting because they're successful, not because they're scamming anyone. There's been no complaints of fraud, but the SEC is coming down nonetheless. I think it's disgusting. But Sindali, I'll throw it to you. Yeah, thank you. I, I just saw that um, the SEC commissioner, Hester Pierce, actually issued a statement on this yesterday. And it was interesting because she actually questioned if the penalty that BlockFi has to pay is proportionate. And just something that she said, lurking behind the legal analysis, she said, is an important question. Is the approach we're taking to crypto lending the best way to protect crypto lending customers? I do not think so. So I respectfully dissent. And she called the 100 million penalty that BlockFi has to pay disproportionate because it uh, BlockFi didn't fail to pay its customers the money that was due or return the crypto lent to it. So I thought that was an interesting take coming straight from the SEC. And I also feel like this, this whole registration thing is kind of a peace offering in a way, um, or the SEC's way of saying, okay, sorry about the fine, but let's kind of work together and, and go forward. I don't know what you guys think. 
But uh, Jen, you were shaking your head. I'm going to give it to you. Yeah, why does why does no one listen to Hester Peirce? She seems to be the only person yeah, in the SEC that actually speaks sense. And so I am I I just cannot understand. I want to share a story. I was at a conference speaking speaking to someone who represented a company that I which I cannot say, and it wasn't around a specific lending product, but they were talking about uh, working with with regulators. And they were saying that you know we get these licenses. Uh, the license says you can do x but then when you go to do x you have to apply to do x even though you've already been permitted permitted to do x so you make the application to do x um, and then no one responds to you and then you get your lawyer to make the application to do x which you've already been permitted to do and then your lawyer gets the response and then the response the lawyer says while you have the license or permit to do x we are giving you permission to do X, but please do not take this permission as us saying that it is legal to do X. You will be doing so <laughs> on your own regard. Oh my God. And so at any like moment, a Kafka nightmare. Doing, doing this activity could backfire and become, like, become illegal. And so even if you get the permissions and you get the licenses, in this particular example that I was told, you actually have no protection. You could end up in a situation where you have to pay a fine or you find yourselves, um, you know, getting the heavy hand of the regulators. And Naomi, I wanted to come back to, to Gary Gensler's comment. It just makes me so worked up when we <laughs> refer to this age old securities law. And I'm not going to go on a tangent about orange farms right <laughs> now, but this just shows us that it doesn't work. A company has just had to pay a fine of a hundred million dollars. They have admitted no wrongdoing. And so that shows me that the law actually doesn't work and the law needs to be updated to promote innovation because not every company has a hundred million dollars out there. So how are we actually promoting innovation under the rule of the SEC? And that is my rant. George, you had your hand up before Naomi, so take it away. That was a great rant. Yeah, Thank guys. You. <laughs> I think we're all angry about this. It's kind of funny. I thought I'd be the most angry, but I think I'm the least angry. But some of you guys <laughs> all pointed out, $100 million is such a round, random number. That's the damages the consumers felt because they got over 0.02% on their money. Give me a break. Right. The SEC's <laughs> consumer protection ideology has been called into question ever since the meme stock revolution with GameStop when they brought the legend Roaring Kitty out to make an example of him while a literal billionaire sat there and made sure things went the correct way because, you know, he was paying for order flow and a trade went against him one time. Oh, no. It's not like you bought the most expensive house in United States history, like... I'm not even a BlockFi customer, but why is the SEC taking it upon themselves to say that BlockFi was in the wrong just so that they can go public? It's like, hey, here's your the bribe. You have to pay $100 million so you can go public. Mm -hmm. and, it's extortion. And I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I don't think any company should go public given access to private capital is actually pretty readily available. And the public is not really me, you, us four on here. It's really pension funds and institutional investors. But anyway, I'll cede the floor to Naomi for her last little bit because she looked angry. I'm always <laughs> angry, guys. This is why you have me on the show because I just come on here and I get really, really angry <laughs> and everyone goes, why. calm down, Naomi. Please calm <laughs> down. It's awkward for all of us. I will just end on an angry <laughs> note just to make things, you know, in line just with Priestley. Um, so the SEC is not only targeting um, 
successful companies. They're also not opening up that dialogue. You illustrated a great anecdote there, Jen, where you're talking about this absurd Kafkaesque, uh, you know, exchange where it's like, hey, you have permission, but you don't really have permission. Don't take this as permission, but here's your permission. And it's just like the absurdity of that situation. But that's like, that's not even a one-off. If you look at the way they've handled the library case, where library literally for years wrote to them and was like, hey, you know, how do we do this thing legally? And the SEC kept coming back and saying, we can't tell you how to do it legally, but we'll tell you that what you're doing is illegal. And then they're like, okay, so what is illegal? And they're like, oh, we can't tell you that, but just know it is. And they're like, well, can you give us any guidelines for how to move forward? They're like, we can't give you guidelines to move forward, but just know that what you're doing right now isn't what we think you should do. And they're like, you're giving us nothing. This is how the SEC deals with all these companies. If you look at Coinbase, when they had their earn program, I, I mean, there are so many companies that will go to Washington, D.C., and will meet with all of these regulators and to try to, you know, create these connections and introduce them to what they're doing. And the SEC routinely is the only agency that will not see these companies. They just will not take the time to talk with these companies. And yet the SEC's official narrative is we're open to dialogue. Come to us. Let's talk about this. And when they do, it's just a never-ending spiral of non-committal uh, sentences and, uh, you know, kicking the can down the road and basically not making any judgments. I'm a Bitcoin fan.